You're listening to The Last Word on Hockey with Jim Berenger on Northeast Streaming Sports. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut in pockets. We take the dollar, dollar. Can't a damn soul stop it. Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday. You know what that means. The last word on hockey is back and better than ever. Mad Radio Network, along with Northeast Streaming Sports. I'm joined tonight by the head of trading operations at Sports Interaction, the legendary Phil Gray. Phil, thanks for coming on. Jimmy, my brother from another mother. Great to meet you. We met up on the Raw Mike Richards show here in uh, in uh, in in, uh, in Canada, and uh, you're one of the uh, you're the bright young minds in uh, American hockey. One of the few, but uh, I enjoy your stuff. Man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> the nice words about American hockey too. I like the shot. It, hey, gloves are going to come off tonight on this That's show. It. I mean, hey, hey, at least at least we got you this year. The, the gloves World are Jesus. off, Jimmy. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. We got you this year. World Junior Gold, USA, baby. Yeah, well, you know, we don't talk about kids hockey up here. You know, it's all about the big boys, Jimmy. You oh, the big. Oh, and speaking of those big boys, you're in Montreal, right? I am. Didn't they just fire a head coach and a, an associate coach? Yeah, yeah, Kirk Muller. You know, uh, you know, future Hall of Famer for sure. Claude Julie, you know, one of the best coaches uh, for sure in the NHL. I don't get it. I think it's kind of um, you know uh, an organizational move. I didn't see anything here in the media or from the fan base that was was kind of demanding it like you usually see. Uh, it came as it came as a surprise to me, and you know I find it. You know uh, Montreal came out with a really good tempo at the beginning of the year, and I think that they caught a few teams off guard with how hard they were playing and how fast they were playing. They got off to a good start. They went a bit of a tailspin. You know, Carey Price played a lot of games. Um, you know, all the blames on him. Uh, I, I kind of find it too, you know, uh, you know, Claude Julian, I mean, one of the best coaches in the NHL, come on, a winner. And, you know, he went through a heart attack last year. He coached through the pandemic. They took out Pittsburgh in the first round of the playoffs. You know, he shouldn't even been coaching that pandemic. You know, they go into a little bit of a tailspin and, uh, and he, he gets fired. Uh, uh, I'm not comfortable with it. And, and you had, you didn't see it the other night in Winnipeg. Uh, the team certainly didn't respond. So, I don't think it was the coach's fault. I never agree with those uh, with those moves, you know, blame it on the coach and not the players. It's certainly on the team. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I mean, look at the guys that uh, the general manager, Mark Bergevin, brought in and, you know, and paid. I mean, there's a certain guy between the pipes that isn't playing as well as he should be playing right well, now and living up to that contract. I mean, I'm not going to – again, I'm an outsider. I'm not there, but being – having a 0.909 save percentage for the last three years under the league average, you know, something's got to change there. I'm not saying get rid of Carey Price, but I'm saying he's got to step up his game a little bit. He's, he's played a lot of, lot of hockey in you know, the last six, seven years. And he also, you know, he carried that team through a couple of years when they won a lot of games that they shouldn't have, that was because of him. I mean, he's still, I, you know, I probably, you know, if, one of the top three, if not the best goalie in the world still, I think uh, he's still at the prime of his game. Uh, they went through a little bit of a tailspin. I thought it was an overreaction on the organization's part to, you know, to 
to hit the panic button already. That's a deep squad here in Montreal. You know, they got four lines that move solid D, you know, well coached by, you know, well experienced uh, staff. Um, I think it's going to kind of bite Montreal uh, in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that they should have fired him, to be honest. You know, I thought maybe they worked something out. Maybe, maybe to change their lines, maybe a little bit, maybe get some guys going that weren't going. But again, you go back to last year with Montreal, two eight-game losing streaks. I guess the general manager didn't want to see that again. And when you're a team like Montreal and there's always expectations in the city, you can't yeah, for lose sure. to yeah. bad teams. You can't lose to bad teams. 0-4 against Detroit last year, 1-3 and against the Senators to start this year. I mean, I understand Ottawa's going to play up to their rival, but if you want to be considered a playoff team, you have to beat those teams. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that was a bad game, the last game no. against Ottawa. And like I said, Montreal, they, you know, they went in kind of a skit, you know, a couple of unlucky bounces. I mean, that Gallagher goal goes in and is allowed, you know, the, that Ottawa game. I don't think we're having that conversation today, right? Um, I yeah, agree with uh, you. I agree yeah. with you. And that should have been a goal, actually, in my opinion. And, and I'm not a Habs fan, you know, but that, that was a goal. But and then I think the league office got that wrong. But... You know, again, I mean, it's it's in being in a Canadian market, uh, you know, the expectation is to win all the time, especially in Montreal and Toronto. So you have a very short leash, uh, you know, as far as management and coaches are first to go. You know, you know that. Oh, absolutely. I know that all too well with a certain general manager that's in uh, Long Island right now. Lou Lamorella, when he was the general manager of the Devils. He did not hesitate firing coaches with like seven, six, seven yeah. games left in a season. Yeah. He'd do it. He'd go behind the bench himself. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's interesting. I've actually seen the uh, the interviews with uh, Mike Babcock the last couple of days. He's come out on Canadian media here, and he's given a couple of really good interviews, you know, about his time in Toronto. But he was saying, actually, uh, interestingly, that he, he felt as soon as Lou was gone, he knew he was gone. So, you know, kind of tells you the tenuous position here for coaches in in, in Canada. You know, and you, I go back to, you know, Mike Babcock, you know, one of the winningest coaches in NHL history, you know, like him or like him or love him um, or not or hate him. Uh, you know, and I think I think they canned him too early, too, as well. And, you know, look at Toronto now. Are they any, are they any better off without him? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they are anyway. I think I think they've gotten better. Certain moves, their depth is better down the middle. And, you know, Matthews and Marner are carrying that team. and you know, with the addition of Simmons and Thornton, yeah, they got more physical. But again, the defensively, I just don't know if they're any better uh, than they were the last couple of years. No, I don't see the makeup on that team being being any different than it was, you know, four years ago, actually, you know, when you went into Matthew's rookie season and Nylander and, and uh, Mitch Marner as well. I, I think they're a soft team to play against um, on most nights. Yeah, they can outrun and gun you, but I mean – that's all fine and dandy for, for the regular season. You can pile up some points. I don't know, you know, they, they get into the playoffs that they're going to be a team that's going to grind it out. And, and, you know, you know, as well as I do, that's, that's what wins in the playoffs. And I think that's going to actually going to be a detriment to to a lot of the Canadian, to the Canadian teams that that get into the playoffs and and make it out of the North division. You know, they're, you know, they're going to face, you know, a very different style of play that they've seen for the last 56 games, you know, they're not used to it. And uh, I really, you know, I, I don't see a Canadian team, you know, going very too far out of out of the North Division and into the into the playoffs when they get, you know, they start to play Colorado and Vegas and 
Boston and that, you know, they haven't seen that style of play for, for this entire season. If you watch a lot of the North division games for me, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like watching shitty. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, they're fun for me to watch because yeah. I, I, I try to watch all the games because I'm always watching New Jersey and the East and, and I want to watch different divisions. So I, I want, when the games are on and we're lucky enough, NHL network shows uh, hockey night in Canada on Saturday. Yeah. You get it down there. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get it down yeah. here. So it's great. And when I'm in Vermont, I get CBC too. So I'll get to watch those games there. But Excellent. the North Division is really crazy. Like every game is so, I mean, it depends on the night, but most of the games are really high scoring. Like going yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun to watch. And, you know, like I say, it, you know, it's kind of like shinny with the back and forth and, you know, you know, the lazy line changes and, uh, you know, you don't you don't see a lot of guys working that hard to get back and stuff like that and you know that run and gun thing but as i say you know when they get to the real playoffs and they start to face some of the you know tough american teams they play a very different style and you, you well, know, get be well, a lot more hard nosed you know get to throw your face in front of the puck and take that hit along the boards and you know accept a role and that's i think that's the problem with 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 the leaf team like they are you know you, you don't have you know, 20 guys that are going to accept a role, you know, going into, you know, April or this year, it'll probably be May, you know, where you're going to go four rounds deep, you know, you got to look down the bench and everybody's got to accept their role. You know, look, St. Louis did it, you know, Pittsburgh and their cup. I mean, half that Pittsburgh team that won the cup, you know, the bottom six were AHL guys, right? I mean, how hard did they work, right? I don't, I don't think I see that in the Toronto team. I don't think it even with the talent on the Montreal team, I don't see it as well. So, the furthest they're going to get, you're saying a Canadian team's going to get is a conference final because, or conference semifinal, because that's guaranteed one team will actually from the yeah, north. I, I, I don't see a Canadian, I don't see a Canadian team in the cup final. Yeah. Write would, that down. I, Write that down, Jim. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I might put some action on that. Is that on sports interaction, by the way? I, I, I'm going to, I'll put that up for you. You know, I do special bets all the time, right? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, we'll like do a that math. Matthews bet. We'll do, yeah, that's right. Actually, absolutely. That's still up and it's up during the game tonight. I got a 10 to one to, uh, to score 50 goals this year. Uh, pretty good bet. What do you think, Jim? That is a, a good bet. You taking a piece of that or what? Absolutely. I am. You know it. <laughs> right. We got the pinata up, which is unique to us at sports interaction. I think we're the only sports book. I mean, unfortunately we can't offer to, uh, to American, uh, residents at this time. We would like to, but uh, you know we're only Canadian, but we got the pinata where you can uh, you can uh, you can take uh, you know a random shot at what its point total is going to be this year at forty to one. So whatever you get, you know if it hits in there, uh, you know put a hundred bucks down on that, uh, you're coming back with four grand. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's another one I'm going to have to look at. I mean, right? the problem is though he's out tonight. He's not playing against Edmonton. So not, yeah, he's looking questionable for Monday as well. They say he's all day to day. So that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. He's he's not he's not in tonight because uh, we would have had a lot of props up for head-to-head uh, matchups. You know, total show, total shots, goals, assists, uh, ice time. I was going to do an ice time prop. You know, with a handicap, who's going to get more stuff like that. So yeah, unfortunate he's out tonight. But you know, he, he's American, so he doesn't play too tough like us Canadian guys. You know, a little little, little <laughs> well, bit of a hand. Little bit of a hand injury. He can't play in the biggest game of the season so far. You know? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, little, right, you Jimmy. Know. Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> us Americans, you gotta you gotta be smart about it. Think about your future. Don't worry about tonight's game. Look down the road. So, yeah. but any uh, any props on Marner tonight? Are you guys doing anything with Marner? 
Yeah, we got goals and points and up him up, up, up on him for tonight. We have, you know, actually uh, about 20 guys in total on, on the on the game tonight. Uh, we do player props every night for goals and points and assists. Uh, we do, you know, for almost every game, you know, all the Canadian teams, uh, and same with the NBA, everything, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a job to get all those props up every night. We do them in-house. In We're not like some other books where they kind of contract it out and take a service. We do a little, do them all in-house. So uh, the guys are working hard tonight. I'm off hanging out, drinking beer. I'm going to watch the Leafs and the Oilers. And uh, I think, I think the Leafs get smoked tonight. Ooh. And you were saying, so what was the, uh, what was the action like on the Maple Leafs before they announced uh, the Matthews was going to play tonight, and what is yeah, the sense? Leafs open as a short fave. I think they're about yeah. minus one fifteen, and that you know, as we usually do, we take a lot of Toronto action. Uh, you know, with the Matthews and announcements, flip back around. Uh, right now, we're at minus one twenty five on Edmonton uh, on straight up, uh, uh, straight up on the win on the money line, and that's kind of starting to balance out. No, I actually good good bet right now. Right now, uh, oh, the Leafs have flipped around to uh, on the puck line minus one and a half, plus two twenty six. So the puck line is is converse to the money line, which is not very normal. And every other book as well is holding that. They've got uh, the others plus on the puck line, but uh, minus on the money line. You don't see that too often. That's crazy. I know. A lot of my friends, uh, they text me these days. They always ask me, hey, Jimmy, uh, what do you like for tonight? They'll send me a screenshot of the games. And they're like, we need to make some money tonight. Who do you like? And I'm like, guys, hockey is a tough game to bet. I'm, it, it can it is so many, vari- so many variables that can go into it. But I'll yeah. tell you, if, if you have a gut feeling, like I did with the Flames, I knew the Flames were playing the night before. The Sens have been playing well. I'm like, I'm going to go with the Sens there. And I know I was riding the Kings hot streak for a little bit. And I said, go with the Kings when they're, when they were playing the blues and it paid off for some people, but I, I got to imagine like hockey's probably the toughest sport to bet. Right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I, I'm I, beginning of this season, seeing what the makeup was going to be for, for this shortened season, uh, I was chomping at the bud at the bit as a bookmaker. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to clean up this year with the amount of upsets that's going to happen. You know, you're going to go through one or two nights where all the faves certainly, uh, you know, they, they win, but then you get nights, you know, where you get one or two upsets and they kill every parlay. And that's very popular in hockey betting as parlays. I mean, everybody loads up on the faves. You know, I, I sit on, you know, some nights I can't take dog action, you know, wouldn't matter what I hang, right. Nobody has any interest in it and they throw them all in parlays. So, you know, we can get killed one night, but you know, the next night, absolutely clean up and make make up for it because you know it's plus money that you know the better is losing right so yeah it's going to be going to be an interesting season the nba is kind of uh, mirroring the same thing you know there's so much parity in the leagues really and we saw it this year for the first time in a couple of years in the nfls as well some parity where the dogs were starting to come in most of the sports books you know worldwide reported uh you know just record earnings in nfl this year and I don't see anything different right now with the trend towards the NBA and the NHL. How's it been dealing with the COVID um, when games getting uh, postponed or canceled? What's that do to like a, like a sports book like you guys? 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's it's tough to manage just in the fact that the sheer number of games, and unfortunately, you you know, all bets are void, right? And yep. so you you know, you get a you know, a lot of, a lot of guys that are getting bets down on games aren't aren't realizing that the game is void. You know, calling in and saying, well, you know, why was my bet void? Well, the game was canceled, man. So yeah, but I mean, we saw it in uh, in uh, college football was 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 um, fairly yeah. significant amount of games. College basketball has been certainly uh, the highest number of canceled games for, so far, sometimes upwards of a dozen games a day. Um, starting to see it, you know, the FCS is back. Uh, they're playing out the rest of their spring season, which isn't, isn't insignificant that there's football going on right now. So it's, you know, it's interesting to, you know, the, uh, the diehard better. There, there's a lot of money going there. But th- again, they're having, you know, four, five, six, seven games uh, canceled each week. Um, Hockey hasn't been too too bad. Um, uh, NBA started off with a few cancellations, but they've seemed to have uh, straightened it out as well. Uh, we're we're going to see, you know, as I said, way back in the spring when this whole thing started, there's really no crystal ball. We don't know where we're going to end up. Anything could happen each week. You know, the whole thing could go tits up again, you know, like it did. We're, we're a year away, almost exactly a year away from where we were last year when the whole thing shut down which, you know, nobody predicted and nobody thought would ever happen. So could it happen again? You just never know. Yeah, I know. And you were, you had made some, uh, some comments on the, on uh, the show on uh, Mike Richard's show. And I kind of had a rebuttal to it because you were like, ah, you were saying like, I don't know if sports are going to come back. And I'm like, I don't, I kind of have to disagree with that. Yeah. No. It, it came close. I mean, if it wasn't for the bubbles for the NHL and well, NBA yeah. and then the baseball doing what they had to do to get into yeah. the bubble, you know, I was surprised. And I talked to a lot of my friends. We were really surprised that, you know, the NFL got as far as it did in college football, got through a season. And, you know, we were surprised that the NHL didn't shut down a couple of weeks ago with what was going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was talking to, uh, you know, uh, the head bookmaker at uh, Westgate, which is, you know, one of one of the biggest books in Las Vegas, you know, and we were discussing, you know, prop bet for, you know, what will the NFL actually finish the season, you know, and the opening line was about plus 120. Whoa. <laughs> right. That that's where, you know, the uh, the cynicism and, and projection was coming from. So, you know, that they actually did it. Um, not really a surprise, but, uh, kind of, you know, I mean, we're all in a territory where, you know, given everything, you, you just don't know. I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict. Um, it looks like now, I think, you know, maybe we're going to be out of it shortly, but, uh, again, who knows? Yeah. What did, you know, we, we talked at the beginning about Montreal. What did, what is the book done and adjusted to with their firing and their like and their streak, uh, their losing streak? Because two weeks ago, this team was being yeah. talked about as the team to win. Class of the league. Class of the league. <laughs> right? Best team. Going to <laughs> run away with the North Division. Yeah. All this stuff, and now it's like uh, nothing's going right. Complete yeah. failure. Could miss the yeah. playoffs. All this stuff. What are the books looking like in Montreal? Like, did it do a complete 180? Not really, but you I mean it's funny though because the futures money on the Stanley Cup outright just piled up just uh, a couple of weeks before the season and into the first uh, first week and a half, two weeks of the season. 
where I'm sitting on right now, and I'm not kidding you, sitting on a bigger liability for Montreal to win the Stanley Cup than I was for Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. And, wow. And that was huge, like huge, right? Every, yeah. every, sports, every sports book was reporting that, but that gives you an indication of our Canadian homerism, right? Yeah. And you'll still see it. I mean, you can go to all the Canadian teams, um, even, when, even if they go into a skid, uh, we still see that predominantly our action is on those teams and it, it really doesn't matter um, what the record is or what the line is. I mean, all our lines come out of Vegas. Every, every sports book's lines come out of Vegas. Nobody yeah. makes up their, nobody makes up their own lines for, no, no. for the four sports. Get, everybody get that out of your head, right? What you do though, is when you take those lines in from the feed and you put them live on your site, people bet into them and that's where the line moves, right? So yeah. we, we obviously are, are, you know, a lot, you know, are, we, we, we have to shake Canadian teams because, you know, that's, that's where the action goes. Yeah. I mean, I got to wonder what the action was like, like on what the action is like on Tampa Bay, like the lightning or like those popular teams down here in the States, like, you know, the Colorado's, the Vegas like the teams that always seem to be at the top. Are you getting any action on those guys? Oh, certainly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tampa Bay has always been kind of, a, you know, uh, you know, within the NHL betting realm here in Canada, it's still a public team. You know, Steven Stamkos is a very popular player up here. You know, he's well-known, you know, Toronto, Toronto kid. So you, you get that kind of, you get that kind of thing, you know, um, you know, same with Pittsburgh. Still, still, still a very public team up here. Um, you, despite, you know, whatever game they're in, you'll still see the, you know, um, majority action go towards that, you know, same with Washington. Um, Boston is hated here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Montreal. So, you know, the public will fade them on every game, right? Absolutely. No matter, no matter whether they fade, but you know, there's, there's games though with Toronto, Montreal and Edmonton when they're playing, I can't give away the dog. It, it wouldn't matter, you know, how, what kind of value is offered on the other side that just piles up on the favor and everybody puts them in parlays, which for a bookmaker, you know, and I really shouldn't say this is a good thing. You know, you know. <laughs> right? Any, anytime somebody loads up on faves in the parlays, it's a good thing for us because you know all, all we need is one upset to kill it. So, uh, you know, my my advice to uh, the the more than casual sports better is uh, stay away from parlays. If you like somebody and you're going to bet opinion, uh, do single bets. You know, yeah. especially on especially on puck lines, don't 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 load them up in parlays. You know, hit, hit your single bet. And make your make your max your max, your max stake bet a little a little larger to make up for you know what you think you're going to win on that parlay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just got fired that. for saying that. Actually, I, I shouldn't. Uh oh, got fired. Uh oh, <laughs> Phil, Phil Gray's gone for sports interaction. You hear to hear first, right? <laughs> no, but you know, because I hear like Richard's always be talking about like in game betting and and all that stuff. You know, is it better to bet the game before or is it better to do it in game? Well, it's a different dynamic, right? right. I mean, you know, um, you get into, you know, you get into in-game betting or, you know, live betting. I mean, there's so many different markets, you know, team to score next, you know, going to soccer, you know, who's going to have the next corner and stuff like yeah. that. Or you, you get into the game size, you know, either the puck lines can, can vary, you know, you're going to get a half goal, a goal, goal and a half, sometimes up to two goals, two and a half goals, or the money line will move, you know, major moves in the money line where you can, you know, the, the, say a team started off at, you know, minus 145 pregame, you know, and all of a sudden they get down two goals and all of a sudden they're up to plus 300. So, you know, 
you can get in there with a great price. You know, if you can get in with a max bet and you think your team's going to come back, you see the flow and the play, uh, you know, you can get a major bet in there and have some major winnings. And that's, that's the excitement and the advantage of live betting. You know, you can make some serious money there. If you're watching, you can also do a lot of arbitrage, which is, you know, betting against other books. If you've got two or three or four or five accounts, because some of the prices are very different in live betting. So you can get, you know, guaranteed locks on some things where, you know, some books might have a team of plus 300 and everyone's got a minus 300. You get in there at a, at a very short period, you know, with some max bets and you can lock in four or 5%. Now, there's a lot of guys that do that. You know, those are really the only guys in sports betting that actually make money. It's a lot of work, but uh, you know, guys have five, six, seven, eight, nine accounts, you know, four or five screens going and uh, you lock in each bet. It's a, it's a guaranteed return. And that's one of the, you know, the, those are the hardest working guys in sports betting for sure. Wow, it sounds like the day traders down on the stock market. Absolutely. It's no different. You no, know, it is not, no different. No, it's absolutely, they're commodities. Sporting events are commodities. You buy low, you sell high. There's, there's absolutely no difference. You know, if you take away the stigma of actually, you know, you're, you're betting on a live event with, with sports and, you know, and everything else that has been associated in North America, you know, with, you know, presumed match fitting and, and the integrity of the game, which is, you know, a bunch of bullshit, as you know, yeah. I do. Finally, finally, it's starting to change. There's no different. It's trading. And that's what I do. I'm a trader, you know. So, you know, when I go out on a date and a you know, girl asks me what I do, and I'm saying bookie, and they, they get all indignant. I said, you, know you wouldn't date a guy from on the Dow, right? You know, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. You're saying same thing. <laughs> same thing to the same thing. Right. So speaking of, so I got to imagine, like, because I know Montreal, Montreal's in action tonight, right? Or they played. Oh, yeah, yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, they're playing that, so they're they're late game tonight. I got to yeah. imagine the action on that game is pretty high. Going. Yeah, down. actually, Montreal's Montreal's slight fave right now. Open minus one, minus one nineteen, up to I don't minus think one. Be too happy about that. Up, up to minus one thirty five right now. So yeah, that's that's indicative of our Canadian action for sure. And uh, minus one now, plus one eighty two on the puck line. Which, uh, hmm, you know, they got they got kind of spanked with that comeback last the. Uh, uh, the other night, uh, that that actually might be a good bet. You know, it, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get almost two to two to one on the puck line. Sometimes I like to call puck line sucker bets, but actually that's a good bet tonight. You know, I think uh, Montreal might come back and uh, give it to them, and you know, easy maybe a five three one or something like that. You're gonna get two to one on the puck line. It's a good bet, Jimmy. Hey, hit it. I I definitely agree with that. That's a great line, especially with Jake Allen in that tonight for Montreal. So that. That I could see that definitely yeah. happening. Given Carrier rest, he said in the papers here he just he just needs to you know kind of he needs to kind of get his head straight is what he says. So. Maybe he needs a couple of days to get his head straight. Start well, they say straight. I mean kind of the rumor is his his, uh, his wife doesn't like it here. Oh, so and I think he's he's starting to tire of being in Quebec as well. So Seattle, I, I don't I don't think I don't think they can they can move that contract though. I think he's I think he's here for life. So, yeah, I don't think I don't see anybody touching that contract. I really there, don't. There, there's there's some stuff in the papers here too. But I mean, he, he didn't like Julian as well, and he's he's been saying it for a couple of years. Uh, so whether he had a hand in uh, this week's uh, firing, uh, who knows? But uh, he's yeah, a good guy, though. I mean, he, he's a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up teammate. One of the best goaltenders in the world for years and years and years. I don't get the criticism um, on him here when he has a bad game or two. I mean, like I say, he carried that team for a number of years. They won a lot more games than they ever should have because of Carey Price. 
Absolutely. I mean, he's one of the best in the world to do it still. I mean, he helped Canada win a gold medal at the Olympics. So you can't, you can't knock him. Uh, he's carried the Canadians in some playoff series, got him deep. Absolutely. I mean, last year, you look at, last year, whether Pittsburgh was into it or not, it doesn't matter. Carey Price stood on his head. In he stood seasons. on his head in that series. Absolutely. And he played well against the Flyers. Montreal just couldn't score. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that Pittsburgh series, you know, I, I think the Habs opened at about plus 250 to win that series, you know, and uh, he, yeah. he won that series. That, that, he absolutely won that series. And yeah, yeah, they wanted, they, they could have beat the Flyers. They absolutely could have beat the Flyers. You know, I think they lost a little bit of gas. Tough situation in that bubble, you know, in the, in the whole pandemic thing. But for him to go in there and, and he didn't even really want to be there. I mean, he's a family guy and all that. I mean, a lot of guys didn't want to be there. But for him to go in and put that effort and beat, beat a very, very good Pittsburgh Penguin team uh, kind of shows you the kind of guy he is. He's very involved in the community here. I mean, across Canada as well and, and you know, with, with the Indigenous people and that. He's a great guy. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, especially here in the Canadian markets in Montreal and Toronto, um, you know, what have you done for me lately? And as soon as you haven't, you know, you get ripped and it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I get it. But I mean, these guys get paid lots of money. So they're big boys. Yeah, exactly. They're good Canadian boys is as Don Cherry yeah. would say. That's right. Coach miss coach on a Saturday night, but well, no, um, he's here. He's here. He's here. He, is, he is here. There he is. There's coach. There's coach. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. All right. There's coach. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what uh, what other big games are, like, what kind of action are you taking looking at? What games tonight? Like, how is the action on the, the night games? Uh, crazy, man. You know, St. Louis is in Saint, Saint Ho- San Jose for the for the uh, 10.38 start uh, in California. I'm sure there's going to be fans there, right? St. Louis. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. They're not. Oh, that's right. Maybe San Jose. Have they not relaxed anything yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I was talking I, with somebody down in L.A. They said still no fans. I thought I thought the whole United States was relaxed, Jimmy. I thought you guys were just like doing doing no. whatever you want to do. It's, it's like Roman baths everywhere, and you know, no, and, huh? no that's Florida. <laughs> oh, no. no, crazy. New San Jersey, Jose, I think San Toronto. Jose, a big home dog tonight, Jimmy. Oh. Right about one forty on the money line. That might be worth a shot, don't you think? That might is that sounds like a good. That sounds look like at a this. Good play. You go to the 10 to 10 away game out in uh, out in Anaheim, La La Land, Vegas. In Anaheim, Vegas, a home dog paying plus 185. Ooh. Whenever you see a home dog like that, it's worth uh, throwing a couple of 20 at. And you got it, it goes right down the board, Colorado in Arizona, another big home dog with Arizona play, paying plus 150. So, you know, look at that. You put those, put those three late games, you know. Put them in a parlay and throw a hundred bucks at it. You know, you pay us. Going to probably going to be about, uh, about fourteen to one, Jimmy. Wow! Taking That's a piece a, of that. Taking a I piece might of take that. A piece of that. I might take a right? piece of that. I right? might just take a piece of that one. I might just take it. Take a piece. Of, how are the Penguins looking tonight against the Islanders? Always a good battle. Yeah, seven oh eight start, which is coming up in uh, what about half an hour? Yep. Pittsburgh plus one and a half, minus two forty six. Islanders slight fade minus 120 down to minus 110 at some books five and a half over minus 115. Hmm. Get that five and a half there. There's a lot of sixes on the board lately, but five and a half are starting to come in as well. Hmm. What do you think, Jim? That game going over? 
It might. It just might go over. It just mm. might. If the sh- if the offense of both teams show up, yeah. Especially if Pittsburgh's offense shows up. Pick game like that, though. You know, you've got you, you, you look at look at the puck line on on the Islanders minus one and a half plus two oh four. You think that's a two goal game for the Islanders? That's two to one. So yeah, but you're getting two bucks back, man. I think they huh? can score two goals in that game. Easy. For sure. Who's your favorite Islander of all time, Jim? Man. I got to say Mike Bossy is one of my favorite Islanders of all time. Though I will say I've met Ken Morrow a bunch of times. And that guy's such a nice guy that he's up, <laughs> he's up there. No, he really is. 1980 U.S. hockey. Guy won Absolutely. a national title. A gold medal and a Stanley Cup all in one calendar year. I mean, you can't beat that. You guys go always go back to 1980. That's the only time you ever won anything, right? I don't know. 96, we did. We beat <laughs> the Canadians in the World Cup. You did. You Mike did. Mike Madonna, Brett Hull. That's right. Mike Richter. That's Brian right. Well, Leach. We, we, we gave you that one, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite Islander of all time, Billy Smith, man. Billy Smith, uh, goalie. That's uh, why he played crap at everybody. He played hockey the way it was supposed to be played, right? You get, you get some lumber on the ankles if you come yeah, Exactly. Right? Marty did that a bunch of times. Broder would do that if you got in his way. He'd he knock your ankles out, too. Absolutely. That's good hockey, buddy. That's how we yeah. play here. Right? That, that's exactly how we play. That's exactly how it's played. It's crazy, though. I mean, so much action going on uh, around the league. It's What a... You got, I know I always go on and look at the futures because I write a couple articles for Last Word on Hockey. I take the odds. Dave sends them over to me. Um, and I know it's taken notice over there at Sports Interaction. Appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. What, um, what's, the, uh, what's it looking like for guys to win, like, the major trophies, like, this year, like Hart, um, Art Ross, like Calder and Vezina? Because I saw at the beginning of the year on Sports Interaction, I think I read it right that Blackwood – Devil's goal was like plus 1,200 or something to win Vezina this year. And I was like, ooh, I think I need to take something on that. Did, did you get down? Are you – you're not, you're not supposed down. You're not supposed to be playing with us. You're an American, man. What well, you I – You're going to get me in trouble, Jimmy. It happens. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> well, who do you think I'm looking at right now? I just called up. All right, you know, let's go to the Maurice Richard. Uh, trophy. We used to be we used to be called the Art Ross, right? Wasn't that no, that was uh, the Rocket is the most goals. Yeah, yeah, but it used to be called the Art Ross, and then they changed it. And they made they made the Art Ross. Uh, yeah, the, the, the point season leader. See, I'm older than you. Who, who do you think the presumptive fave is right now to to win the uh, to win the the Maurice Maurice Rocket? The Rocket. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one guess. Right? Is it Ovechkin or Matthews? It's Matthews, right? Well, come on, not even close. Austin Matthews paying 67 cents on the dollar, and I have a massive liability on him. You know, <laughs> Alex Ovechkin right now is 17 to 1. To win the, wow. To win the, right? Leon Dreisaitl is next at 9, Connor McDavid at 7. Uh, and that's about everybody else falls off. It's going to be between those uh, three guys. Uh, but, you know, uh, Austin Matthews, he, he gets hurt a lot, doesn't he? I mean, he hasn't really, since his rookie year, he hasn't played you know, more than about 60, 65 games. Um, so he's out with that hand injury right now, and like I say, he's from Arizona, so he's you know, he's kind of kind of a golden boy. I don't see him playing uh 56 and uh, getting that 50 goals. What do you think, Jimmy? 
I don't know. I still think if it depends on how many he misses. If he misses more than like five games, then yeah, he's not hitting it. But if he only missed a couple games, I still I still think he can hit fifty. If I oh I, I think if he was from Western Canada and he wasn't born in the States, he'd he'd, he'd do it. But wow, just taking <laughs> shots. This American can't hold up. You know me, Jimmy. I don't hold back. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I love it. Smack. I love it. It's great. It's all right. You know, when it's okay because you know the American kid's gonna carry the Leafs to a Stanley Cup one day, probably. And they're gonna all bow at it, and there's gonna be a statue of him outside of the Air Canada Center or whatever it's called now. Has, has it happened yet? Has it, has it been no, there? not yet. Oh, not yet. All right. All right. I think a couple of Europeans have actually have carried the cup as a captain. Wasn't it Nicholas Lindstrom? Yeah. Yeah, Nick yeah. Nick Lindstrom, yep. So you, you're getting beat by you're, you're getting beat by Euros. That's 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 not good, Jim. Oh, I don't no, no. It's not who's the last American captain? I was like Dustin Brown, I think won the cup. Something like that. Great, great hockey player. What a great yes. hockey. I, I love that Kings team, man. They were they were a hard nosed, low coach team. Sutter. Yeah. The, Western Canadian. Team. Yeah. They wanted the Canadian way too, you know, like you know, hard nose, grind along the boards, good goaltending and uh, a team effort. It's, but it, it's still nothing has changed in the NHL as far as I'm concerned for, you know, going into the playoffs. It's, it's, you got to get 20 guys that are going to buy into roles, right? Everybody has a role. Yeah. And I, like I said, I don't see that in Toronto or Montreal. I just don't see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, as much as everybody wants and hopes one day a Canadian team will win a Stanley Cup. It'll happen one day. I don't, I agree. It may not happen this year unless things, go their way ain't happening this year ain't happening this year it's gotta go it's gotta fall in place like you saw it with tampa you saw it with washington saw it with st louis it's gotta fall things gotta fall your way to win and sometimes in in canada it doesn't fall your way and i think i think the couple probably just remain in the united states It, it and it's you know it the markets here you know especially in toronto and montreal for for the players i mean they're extremely difficult to play in i mean the pressure is just, you know, and it does wear on those guys, you know, even though, you know, they're well paid to do it. Yeah. But to go through, you know, go through that kind of scrutiny and, uh, you know, that kind of pressure, you know, you get into a two or three game skid here and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's all over the papers. You don't see that in some of the markets in the States. Do you? I mean, not in hockey. Anyway. Not in hockey. If, if, if it was, if it was the Yankees in baseball, Giants, yeah. Jets, the New York area kill you if it, but if the yeah. Rangers are back pages. So that's the correlation for, 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 you know, teams in Toronto and Montreal here. I mean, um, you, you know, and they, and they get into your personal lives as well. You know, I mean, there's, you know, everybody's trying to get a scoop on why somebody's not playing well. That's why I say some of the stories here about, about Carey Price, you know, they go into Austin Matthews, they go into his personal life, stuff like that. You don't, you don't see that in any of the other hockey markets and it's, you know, it wears on the guys, you know, um, yeah, you're getting, you know, millions of dollars to play every, every year, but you know, you go out and there's a lot of pressure because you know, you know, you lose a game or two or, you know, a game you're not supposed to, or you go, you know, God forbid you don't score for three or four games. Holy fuck. Well then it's, you know, when's the trade coming, you know, and uh, it's, it, it's pretty crazy. And that's why, you know, a lot of players don't want to come to Toronto and Montreal. And I don't blame them, you know, uh, Vincent Le Cavalier, you know, a number of years ago, you know, when just kind of finishing out with Tampa and, you know, they wanted to bring him back to Montreal and there was just no way he was coming back. No. You know, he's from here. 
you know, if he had come back here and, you know, and you know, had a mediocre season or you're not, not very good at all, he would have got absolutely crucified. You know? right. So tough, tough. What was it before Brian Burke talk, took the job in Pittsburgh? He always said on, uh, on Hockey Night in Canada, he would say that it, the, the no trade list put all the Canadian teams down to begin with because no one wants to play there. Yeah, yeah. And even though it's the Mecca of hockey, right? You know, and uh, look, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that the media has kind of laid off John Tavares a bit. Um, I'm surprised they haven't been on him a little bit more because he's not a very vocal captain here. Um, it's kind of, you know, it looks like he's lost a step or two. Still still got some production, but uh, they kind of laid off him. Not if I find that very surprising. He, but he's from Toronto, you know, grew up here. Played all his minor hockey here, his soccer's here, his family's here. Whether that's kind of in consideration out of him, you know, he's a family guy, very well involved in the community as well too. But I would have expected a little bit more uh, media pressure on on John Tavares than, than I've seen. Yeah, I would I would be surprised too. I mean, look, you could go around Canada everywhere. Like they they all had hopes. Vancouver had hopes. Calgary, see if they turn it around. I mean, Ottawa. Every pretty, I would imagine everybody pretty much pegged the Ottawa finished dead last in that division i think when i was doing predictions with the guys i normally do the show with we said ottawa dead last i mean they're playing better they're obviously going to play spoiler like i said i took action on ottawa because i was like oh i i think they're going to win and and i always i always seem to do put it on ottawa if they're playing a rival because i'm like they're going to play these guys tough they always do the pesky sure, sense yeah. for a reason but you know it, it's so different because i always hear about like toronto montreal like out West, it's like the media about like, it's probably the same because if the, the Canucks aren't doing well because they had all these expectations, like fire the coach, GM's got to go, this guy got to go, this guy got to go. It's like, wait a minute, maybe the guys on the ice aren't that good. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they are though, actually. And yeah. I, I, I kind of, I get into this, you know, uh, argument with some guys, you know, sometimes, well, how'd that team lose this game or how'd that team lose that game? Well, you know what? I mean, you're playing an NHL team every night. Right. And, and, you know, there's 750 guys in the league. They're all elite players. You, you have to be an elite player to make the NHL. Now, right. whether or not, whether or not you can adapt to the NHL game and play it over an 80 game season, and have success, that's a different story, but you cannot, I mean, like Montreal has done in a couple of games, you know, they take 20 minutes off against a team like Ottawa. There's still a lot of good players. on it. I mean, like, you know, everybody in the NHL now has wheels, everybody. This is not 40 years ago or three years ago where, you know, you had, you know, seven, eight, nine guys that couldn't skate. Every guy in the NHL now who's, who's made the NHL was a star at, you know, the tyke level, the midget level, the junior level, and into the NHL. These guys were all scoring 100 points, 100 goals a season. All of them. You know, even yeah. guys on the fourth line now. And look at a guy like Connor Brown, you know, led, led, you know, the OHL and scoring, you know, broke records. And he's a fourth liner in the NHL, right? So that's what you're dealing with every night. And, and you can't take a period off. And the teams that win don't, you know, those are the guys that go out and play 60 minutes, accept roles, you know, play somewhat of a defensive style, but still let their creative players go and, and they win. You can't, you just, you know, there is parity in the NHL. Yeah. Some teams might not win as many games during the regular season, but you have to say they're spoilers. They can come up any night and bite you. Yeah. Right. So you, you, you can't, you know, mail it in and expect to say, well, we should have beat Ottawa. No, you know what? Actually, Ottawa's a pretty good hockey team. They got some good hockey players. They beat yeah. you, right? Yeah, they just so, beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like I saw a quote from John Hines, former devil coach now in Nashville. He's like, man, Detroit, 
we just, my, my job's got to be on the hot seat if we don't beat that team. And I referenced Montreal last year, 0-4, and it backed in. But like you said, the players are in the NHL for a reason. They can play. You're playing against NHL quality players and teams every night. This isn't yeah. like Alabama playing like Chattanooga on opening weekend. Exactly. Yeah. In college football. You're not having you take a, a You take a period off in the NHL, you will get beat. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah. Right? I, unless, unless you've got a goalie that's really going to stand on his head, you take a period off, you're going to get beat. Yeah. I see. It. I've seen it too many times in New Jersey. Yeah. They don't play. They don't play 60 minutes. And when they don't play 60 minutes, they try to have this comeback in the third period and they don't have enough time because they don't play. They've played half a game. I'm like, that's not going to work. You can't win in the National Hockey League like that. You just can't uh, do games, it. Games too fast now on both sides. And, you know, in every team, like I say, that, you know, there's really, you don't see a weak skater in the NHL anymore, even for guys that are, you know, considered fringe players. They're all great skaters. They all got moves. They all have rocket shots. You know, it, it's a matter of, you know, some guys adapt to the NHL game coming out of junior junior better than some do it's better than some do because it's it's a different game you know I mean the game is you know now it's kind of you know, it's split up into quadrants into zones and you know you know they have certain plays where they throw a puck into a zone and hope for a bounce and go there and some guys can't adapt to that and don't have you know the elite creativity of some of the guys that can work around it and get into spots where you know they're not supposed to be and, and get a goal it's tough, you know, it's tough coming out of junior, but these guys are all great players. Yeah, they are. They're so And the talent, the, the, the talent pool global now, global wide is huge. I mean, yeah. you figure there's, you figure there's 700 guys in the NHL or whatever. I mean, what's the talent pool? There's probably like, you know, 70,000, you know, guys on the cuffs of maybe Making being it, able yeah. to make the NHL, right? And these guys are there, you know, and that's, it's a tough grind. Different game than, than a lot of the other sports. Absolutely. 100%. Before we get out of here, before we wrap it up, because the 7 o'clock game is about to start, what are you looking at tomorrow? Any good action tomorrow uh, on the books? You going to get in on the FCS, to, FCS tomorrow, Jimmy? I know you like your uh, – I didn't know football was starting to, back again. Spring football tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, yeah, man. Southern Utah, Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona. Here's my favorite, Jimmy, at uh, 3 o'clock right in the middle of state. Dixie State at Tarleton State. Tarleton oh, yeah, state. you – you guys Dark. had a good conversation yesterday about Dixie State. Well, that's going on today. Oh, that's going on okay. today. I'm talking Sunday. Oh, t- Tennessee State, Austin P, Southeast Ooh. Missouri State, Eastern Illinois, Tennessee Tech, Jacksonville State. So Jacksonville State, there will be fans there. Minus 13 and a half. What we got in the NHL tomorrow? What do you who do you like Sunday? Who do I like tomorrow on Sunday. Bruins Rangers. Bruins Rangers. Bruins open up as a big fave in the garden, Jimmy. Minus one sixty four right now, so you can get the, the Rangers, Rangers at, at home. Get the Rangers home dog, Jimmy, tomorrow plus one thirty five. Rangers home dog, that's it. We love you, Rangers. Not playing right? well, Bruins huh? not playing well. Rangers at home in front of fans. I think the Rangers are going to pull it off. There's going to be fans there. Is there? Yeah, they are allowed ten percent fans. It started yesterday. Last night was first game. So what's what's the Garden hold? Twenty grand. Yeah, they had like fifteen hundred people there last night. You going? Uh, I'm not going tomorrow. No. Right. As soon as you get tickets, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak across the border and come down. And uh, you're you're buying you're buying the Bud Lights, right? Oh, absolutely. It's on get, me. Get get me a hoagie and a couple of Bud Lights. We're going to a game. Yep. Yep. What's what's the action on uh, Devils and uh, Capitals tomorrow? Back to back. 
Nevels and capitals, capitals very early line opening up at minus 125, six over minus 120. That line has just come out. Okay. So final. So, so your, your, your devil's another home dog. Home dogs are the are ruling right now. Yeah. Flyers at the Sabres. Flyers open at minus 160. So again, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get you get Sabres at home tomorrow about plus 140. Bet the dogs, Jimmy. Bet, Bet the, the dogs, dogs in the Stay away from the faves, man. Bet the dogs. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Bet the dogs tomorrow. Phil Gray, Sports Interaction, Head of Trading Operations. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. It's been a pleasure to talk to you about the Canadians, gambling, and everything else in between. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. And anytime, buddy, we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right, take it easy.